0: Hey, good morning y'all welcome to church let's stand to our feet as we worship together no place
1: i would rather be no place i would rather be no place i would rather be here in your love here in your love no place i would rather be no place i would rather be. Place I would rather be. Hearing you love, hearing your love. No place, There's no place I would rather be. There's no place I would rather be. There's no place I would rather be. Hearing your love, hearing your love. So set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. Cause I want more of you. God. I want more of you, God. To set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. Cause I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. To set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. Oh shame. oh, shame no longer has a place to hide, and I am not captive to the light. I'm not afraid to leave my past behind, no, I won't be shaken, no, I won't be shaken. Doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love of my feet. Doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love of my feet. Doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. This power, this is power.
0: this morning. Thank you, Jesus. So, I know it doesn't look like it, but we kind of consider the, the front of this stage an altar. You know, the, the place where you can kind of take that step to, you know, deal with something with God. You know, there's something about taking that step towards God out of your seat where, you know, God, I I need to seek you on something or I need to just lay something down at your feet. And so we just want to always say that this is always a safe space. You know, if you just feel compelled that you need to, you know, step out of your seat and step towards God even more. Just, you know, again, God will meet you right where you're at in your seat. It makes no difference. But I think there is something about, you know, in our own heart and in our own spirit of just taking that step towards him. That, that is, And so we just always want to say that this is a safe space to just come to the altar, to just lay down whatever you need, whatever you're wrestling with, whatever you're dealing with, with God. And so as we continue to worship, let's just continue to reflect on his goodness, his power, his faithfulness. Let's just invite his presence just to dwell here with us as we lift up his name.
2: Our open, wide forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Leave behind your regrets and mistakes. Jesus is calling. Bring your sorrows and trade them for joy. From the ashes a new life is born. Jesus is calling. Oh, come to
3: Before we enter in prayer this morning, I want to draw your attention to the candle that we have burning here. This candle represents those that lost their lives on 9-11 for us to remember them, especially one of our own, Eddie Rosenhorst, who used to attend here. Let us pray. Father God, as we come before you this morning, We just want to remember those that lost their lives 18 years ago on 9-11. For all those first responders that risked their lives to save the lives of others. And Father, we wanna be with the family and friends that are suffering and are hurting for the loss that they had 18 years ago, that they feel your comfort and love. And for those that are still struggling health-wise from the toxins that they inhaled while they were helping others, Lord, We pray for their healing. And Father, the most important thing that we can do to remember those that lost their lives is to act like we all acted the day after 9-11, where we all came together as one. It didn't matter if you're a Republican or a Democrat or what your race was or, or what you believed in or what you didn't believe. What we did is we came together and we loved one another and helped one another as neighbors do. And Father, you know exactly what would happen if we do that. And our prayer today here is that we start doing that. We live that day out each and every day, Lord, so we can remember those and change the world as you want us to, Lord. And Father, as we uh, prepare today uh, for the message, I just ask that you just anoint Rich as he prepares the word that you placed on his heart. And for all of us here in the auditorium and in Rubicon and online, that you just open our hearts and minds And allow us to just listen to what the Holy Spirit is going to say for us with this message that Rich is going to deliver today. And Father, lift those that are on our mission trip right now in London, that they're doing your work and they're bringing glory and honor to you across the sea. And we pray for their safe travel back earlier this next week, Father. And Lord, most importantly, I just want to thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your endless love. Thank you, Lord, for your amazing grace. And thank you, Lord, for your mercies, which are new every day. We love you, Father, and we do this all in your name, amen. Welcome, guys, we are so glad that you are joining us here today. Um, the first thing that we can do if you guys will pull out your phones and we want to check in to Facebook Actually, you can check in to any type of social media they have so it's Facebook your Twitter Instagram if you guys still have MySpace, check in and let Tom know that you're here in, in Salem fields uh, But the reason why we do that It's a great way for your family and friends to see hey where you guys are attending, and then one day They may come up and ask a question and you can say hey, we'll come over here to Salem fields. We'd we'll love to have you Uh, If you are a first-time guest today, welcome to the community. Thank you so much for joining us. We're so happy that you took your Sunday. I love the selfie right there too, that's awesome. Thank you for posting that. Uh, but a first time guest, thank you for coming. Uh, we're so honored that you're here. Uh, when you leave today, um, there's a booth that we have outside that we want you to stop by on the table that has a free gift. It's just our way that says thank you for attending, has some more information, there's gonna be someone there to answer any questions that you have. But please feel free just to enjoy the service and uh, there'll definitely be folks there to answer any questions. Uh, in your uh, brochure, you have your connection card. Take that connection card out and make any changes if it's uh, your address changed, uh, if you have any type of prayer, praise, if you want to join a small group, anything that you want us to be aware of that we can connect, fill that out, and then uh, as you leave here, you can uh, put it into the buckets, and then we'll get back with you this week. Um, For the next uh, song that we're going to do Is we're going to do our tithes and offerings And we just want to say thank you for your generosity There's so many things that we're doing here in Salem Fields uh, That are because of your generosity Such as the fireworks that we had Those folks are coming onto our campus for the very first time And they're accepting Jesus for the very first time Because of your generosity So we want to thank you for that There's multiple ways to give You can give as the buckets come down Um, You can give out in the kiosk machines You can go on our app and pay on the app Um, For the online folks, you can do that as well on the green button. And then you can also sign up uh, for uh, automatic debit um, from your checking account. And I would tell you guys this. If you guys are kind of questioning or unsure if this tithing thing really works, I can tell you from from my honest truth, it does. Uh, We've been in situations before where in five years I lost my job twice, and there wasn't a single day that we did not continue to tithe no matter what. And let me tell you, God rewarded us after miracle after miracle during that time, and it's because of the faithfulness that we had in tithing. So, if you have any questions about that and how that works, please stop by and ask one of the staff, and we'll be more than happy to uh, to help you out. All right, who likes jokes, right? Who likes to laugh? All right, here's one for you guys. What does the Dallas Cowboys and Chick-fil-A have in common? No, they both are closed on Sunday. That's right. Yes. And we expect the same to happen. Now, if you want better jokes than that, we do have something for you. We do have a comedian that is coming here in two weeks, September 28th and 29th. His name is Bone Hampton. He's hilarious. Um, So this is an awesome time to come and gather. He'll be here for both uh, all three services. But it's also a great opportunity to invite your friends. Who doesn't like to laugh, right? So invite your friends and family out to this. It's going to be a great time. Uh, and finally, we have our men's advance that is coming up next weekend. Men, it is not too late to sign up. I will be at the booth uh, after the end of the service, so please stop by and sign up. This is a great time for us to get together and just worship together, um, learn more about the relationship that we want to have with God. you know, shoot some guns, fish, you know, golf, do all those things that we love to do in the weekend. And I can tell you this, guys, if there's any type of hesitation, or any type of obstacle in your way, I can tell you that is the enemy putting that thought in your mind because the enemy knows if you attend the, the, the men's advance for next weekend, there's gonna be a spiritual breakthrough for you. So I encourage you guys to come out, fight through that and just stop by to the booth and I'll uh, give you any more information that you have with that. Uh, but we thank you guys for uh, being here and we're gonna continue to worship.
0: So after those buckets pass by, why don't you stand to your feet as we continue to sing together.
1: never fails and never gives up never runs out on me Cause your love never fails and never gives up never runs out on me Cause your love never fails and never gives up never runs out on me it's your love because on and on
0: Just pray, God, that as we just enter into this time, God, that you would just speak and you would move like only you can. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. And before you sit down, find three people and say, it is great to see you today. Morning. Good morning. Confession: That was really just buying me time to get set up to do this message. So, but I'm surprised. We probably had a bunch of Cowboys fans interacting <laughs> with Redskins fans. So, you know, because I know at one o'clock that's gonna gonna change. I love it because Cowboys fans they win once and all of a sudden they just get all big. <laughs> Not taking into account it was against the Giants. Come on, y'all. Come on. How old is Eli Manning now? Really? Just kidding. Well, you guys having a great weekend so far? Man, we're so glad that you guys are here. If you are a guest with us, welcome to church. It is great to have you guys. I uh, really want to encourage you visit that first-time guest uh, table out there. We got a gift for you, but we also just want to get to know you and answer any questions that you have about the church. So definitely stop by there. Online, welcome. Thank you for joining us this morning. Everyone say hello to the online family. And so I have a... The pleasure of really unpacking what I think to be one of the most important things to our faith this morning That is this idea of community Um, I believe it is one of the most powerful things that God has given us uh, To really help in our spiritual growth and so uh, We're gonna explore scripture this morning uh, But really I just want us to really just be open to what God wants to speak to us and you know even if this is you know something that you feel like might not apply to you or you might think that you kind of have down, uh, there may be a component in there that I believe that God wants to speak to you this morning that might unlock even your next stage of growth and development in the faith. And so we're going to jump right into our scripture this morning. Uh, it comes from Ephesians chapter 4. Uh, we're going to read verses 11 through 16. I am reading from the ESV, so if you want to pull out your phones, open the, the Bible app and follow along, but whatever translation you have, or if you don't have anything to read along with, it's on the screen, so it doesn't matter, but let's dig into this. Uh, this is Paul writing to the church in Ephesus, and it says, And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry. We are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Father, we thank you so much for your word. And as we seek it and as we unpack what it says, God, we just pray that you would bring fresh revelation to each and every single one of us, God, so that we would leave change today with a new perspective, a new uh, zeal, a new fire, God, just to grow in our faith and relationship with you. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name, amen. So a little bit of backgrounds on the book of Ephesians. Paul writes a lot of letters in the New Testament to different churches. Uh, many of them are kind of this informal uh, letter that you would write to one of your friends where it's just, you know, this really laid back, you know, just encouragement or, or really just dealing with different things. But Paul gets straight to the point in this letter. It, it's very formal. It's very uh, instructive. And he kind of just uh, cuts through uh, a lot of things, and he just wants to get to the point. And the importance of this is really he was wanting to make sure uh, the whole theme of this, he was wanting to make sure that spiritual growth was the emphasis in this church because he believed that no matter what this church would face in the future, no matter what obstacles, what challenges would come up, if they knew how to grow spiritually, if they knew how to develop that, then they, then he knew that they were going to be good. And so really the, the uh, heart of this scripture Today is just that. It's all about growth. So what Paul is telling us in this is in the scripture is, I want you to grow spiritually. I want you to mature from infants of the faith into adults. See, we shouldn't just be uh, content with. Uh, getting saved and and remaining there. Now, we should become a child of the faith, but then grow into maturity, into mature adults of the faith, rooted in the foundation of Jesus, not swayed by anything that we hear in life, but so rooted in him, so uh, mature in him, that we constantly, no, uh, I'm not gonna hear that, I'm not gonna receive that, I'm not gonna be tossed to and throw by this idea, and this belief, and this new fad, and this new way of thinking, no, I'm rooted in Christ because I've matured and I love what verse 16 speaks to it says it was Christ as the head the whole body is joined and held together by every joint which it is equipped when each part when each part is working properly makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love and in other words we need each other in order to help each other grow we need each other to be operating in who you are to help build this body See, each of us has a different role in it. You know, a different gifting, a different personality, and each one of us is equipped to help others grow. So, there are a couple of things that I want us to focus in on today, and especially when evaluating the scripture. And the first thing is that we were made to grow. Now, it's a simple idea, right? But we were made to grow. Verse 13, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ so that we may no longer be children. See, when I was a kid, and I'm sure it was the same for you, when you're a kid, all you want to do is grow up. All you want to do is grow up so that you can do certain things, you know, I remember when... um, I was a kid. My grandparents lived in Williamsburg, and so we'd go visit them like once a month. But we would always go to this uh, mini golf and go-kart track thing. And so I remember being little. We would do the mini golf thing. And I'd be like, I want to ride the go-karts. Well, you had to be 12 in order to ride the go-karts. So every time we would go back to this place, i was like, uh, can I ride the go-karts yet? I just want to be another year older, another year older, another year older so I can finally do it. And then finally, I was 12, and I had grown up, and I was able to do it. And then guess what? Man, I want to be 16 so I can drive a real car. So then I wanted to grow up so that I could become 16 and drive a real car. And then, and and so forth, there's always this idea set where I want to continue to grow so that I can do and achieve certain things. And I feel like there's this deep-seated place within all of us that longs to grow. See, uh, we we need this desire to carry over into our faith. See, we should constantly be hungry to mature. We should greet every opportunity to to grow or to learn or to discover a a deeper relationship with Jesus with passion and with desire. But I think what happens is the same thing that happens to the kid that grows up. They begin to lose their sense of wonder. They They get weighed down by the cares of this world. Because I'll tell you, when I grew up, all of a sudden, being a kid looks pretty nice. Now, when you get all those responsibilities, when you get all of those uh, day-to-day things, man, it it was nice being a kid. I wish I wasn't so quick to grow up. You know, it starts to almost feel like growth is a chore at that point. But see, we can't lose the sense of wonder that that child had to grow. See, we're called to mature, but we're called to mature with a childlike faith a faith that pursues the things of God with, with trust and obedience and passion, we should never be satisfied with where we're at because the key component to growth is change. See, if I'm not changing, then I'm not growing because really change is a byproduct of growth. And I, I wonder if, if we find ourselves with, a lack of dis- with some discontentment, with a lack of zeal and a, a lack of passion, because we've stopped pursuing a spiritual growth that we're called to, to become more and more like Jesus. See, just like our scripture says, we're to mature to the measure, the stature of the fullness of Christ. See, it's easy for us to say, well, I come to church every weekend, so I'm growing. And, and while that's great, and while coming to church is extremely important, and it's vital because amazing things happen when we gather together in His name, but I want to ask us this question. How physically fit do you think we'll become if we go to the gym just one day a week? Or, or how healthy do you think you'll be if you just eat fruits and vegetables just one day a week? Trust me, I've tried to eat fruits and vegetables just one day a week. It doesn't work. But it will only give you so much nourishment. See, if our spiritual growth and our relationship with Jesus is limited to just the one day a week, then we're not going to thrive like we were meant to. Especially if the other six days a week, we're just consuming the cares of this world. The distractions, the the things that are battling for our hearts and our minds and our time. See, we need true nourishment that is found in his word. We need the living water that is found in Jesus, in Jesus alone. Because we were made to grow and thrive. And Jesus didn't just come to save us from death. He also came to give us life and life abundantly. And to experience that promise of life abundantly means surrendering our will to His, allowing Him to perfect us in His image, to mature and grow in faith to the stature of the fullness of Jesus. So I'm going to start a little infomercial here because we've really attempted to, to try to provide as many avenues possible for us to grow here at Salem Fields Community Church. Uh, you know, we just started these growth classes uh, last weekend, and it's going to be the second Sunday of every month through December. And these four classes, they are designed to help you just—you get a foundation to help you uh, start off on the right track to really help you get rooted so that you can grow healthy and strong. And so uh, we have community, which is really just learning uh, beliefs and, and uh, the DNA of just this community, of what God has called this church to be, So I want to encourage you to take that. Then the next one is uh, really just about learning your uh, disciplines. And that's just a, a big word, but really just at the heart of it means ways in which you can grow. It's learning uh, about prayer and about uh, Bible reading and about fasting and about the different things that you can do to really help you grow spiritually. The, the third one is really about then finding your gift, finding how God has designed you to be a part of that body, to be that member. And then the last one is really then finding out, okay, how do I take this gifting? How do I take these things that I've learned to then contribute to the bit greater body of Christ to then go out and live as a Christ follower, my life's purpose and mission? You can take any of those four classes at any time. We want you to start in the community, but if you want to take them out of order, it doesn't matter. So every second Sunday of the month through December, you can take that. One p. There's food, there's child care. I just want to encourage you, if you haven't taken any of those, check it out. It'll help you grow. Another thing that we've set up is, is one-on-one discipleship. Uh, you can, we can set you up with someone that will come alongside you. You guys will do a study together, and, and you'll be discipled, and you'll help each other grow, and it is great. Uh, we have so many amazing testimonies of people that have done that and say, man, it has helped me grow exponentially. So I want to encourage you. If that's something you're interested in. Just fill that on your connection card. Uh, Another thing that we have with we have all these other specialty groups. We have celebrate recovery that if there is uh, things that you're battling in your life, it'll help you overcome that or grief. These things that we experience, we have grief share. We're all going to experience grief at some point in our life. Well, grief share is designed to help you overcome that, to help you grow so that that doesn't stunt your growth, but actually propels you to a deeper faith. You know, we, have, uh, we just launched Financial Peace. Uh, that's Tuesday at 7 p.m., and it's not too late to even come to that. And, and that's really to help get your finances in order, to help you uh, execute your finances biblically. And so if you want more information about that, just fill that out on the connection card. But we have all of these things set up to help you grow, to help encourage you, and so take advantage of them. Take that step towards that. But I will tell you one of the greatest things, that we have to help you grow here, which I believe is the lifeblood of this church and making sure that you are growing spiritually is small groups. And that brings me to my next point because small groups is a place where we do life together, where we do community, where that community helps you grow and mature. And so that next point is the truth that we were made to grow together. We were made to grow together. See, what's fascinating to me is that God's creation actually speaks so much to our faith. It speaks so much to his uh, nature and to who he is. And so uh, when I was thinking of uh, an illustration of really just to drive this point home, uh, I was talking to my wife about it. And uh, we'll be married six years on September 27th. And one thing that I've learned in that six years is that she knows everything. She knows absolutely everything, and she's always right. So, single guys, I'm giving you the advantage right now. They're always right, but uh, she is. She's like, well, you should really talk to them about trees. And I'm like, trees. Well, what does trees have to do with anything? But because I know she knows some stuff, uh, I went and I started researching trees, and I was absolutely blown away. See, there is this study done. I can't tell you what group of scientists did it, and I can't tell you what country the study was done because, I mean, my science level is I really, I took science in high school and got a C plus. That's essentially the extent of it. But these scientists who know a lot more than I do, they were studying trees, and they found underground in the root system that these trees absorb nutrients but then share it with each other. See, they don't just keep it for themselves. They actually share. They help each other to grow. And what was even more amazing is it didn't necessarily have to be a spruce helping a spruce out. It didn't matter the type of tree. They would help all types of trees grow. So it would be a spruce helping a maple. And even more amazing is then, say, one of the trees in this forest Uh, Then had like an attack from some killer bugs that then wanted to destroy it the trees underground in their root system They would store the nutrients that that tree needed so that when uh, the bugs left They would then release the nutrients to that tree so that it would be able to survive So what in the world do the trees have anything to do with us? The reality is this, because when we are in community, we help each other grow. We help give each other the nutrients needed so that we are flourishing, so that we can grow big, and so that we can grow strong. When we are interconnected, we can do amazing, wonderful things. And it doesn't matter if we are different, because God has purposely each and every single one of us to be different. He's equipped you to help me, and he's equipped me to help you, so that when we are all functioning together in community, in our gifting, and what God has designed us to be we help each other grow into the fullness and the stature of Jesus. And what is even more amazing in that community is if we are struggling in life and our faith is on life support, then we can lift each other up. We can pray for each other when we aren't able to pray. We can have the faith for someone that is struggling to have the faith themselves. We can speak the promises over them. We can speak the life over them so that when they feel like they are dying spiritually, we hold the nutrients to help get them through. That is why we are just like this. This is why we were designed and made for community. We are to help each other grow. See, we were made to crave community. But here's the problem. If we aren't in community with other believers, then oftentimes we could be getting the wrong nutrients. See, we might have support, but it won't necessarily be helping us grow. Now, I am absolutely in no way saying that we shouldn't have friends who aren't believers or we shouldn't be loving everyone because we absolutely should. But what I am saying though is if those are the only people you're surrounding yourself with, then how can it help you fully grow spiritually? See, if you're working out things in your life and you're seeking the wisdom and the guidance of people that don't know Jesus, that don't want to give you a godly perspective, then we can't have this expectation that it's going to help us grow in the ways that we want. See, I, can tell you, I can't tell you how many people that I've talked to that, that have sought relationship advice, marriage advice, financial advice, career advice, from people that weren't seeking God and it led them astray from where they truly wanted to go. Take this idea, say if I wanted to start a band, first thing I would go is I would pick an instrument that I wanted to play. But then I would find a teacher that could teach me how to play that instrument. And then I would take that instrument and I would then go and find other people that wanted to start a band that played other instruments. And so then together, we would work together, we would write together, we would play together, all to achieve each other's goal of playing in a band. See, I wouldn't then say, okay, I want to be in a band, and then go find a French teacher to teach me how to play guitar. And then I wouldn't get a bunch of chefs together to start a band, because that wouldn't help me to achieve my goal. See, if we want to grow spiritually, I need to get in a community that has the same goal as me, so that together we help each other grow and achieve that. If I want a godly marriage, I need to find people that are in a godly marriage and living that out. Or at least be around people that are pursuing that same thing so that we can encourage each other and challenge each other. Uh, That same thing applies to our finances. Uh, Same thing applies to wanting to honor God in the workplace. I need to find people that are doing that, that are achieving that, surrounding myself with them so that I know that they can help me to achieve that and get to where I want to go. Now, please understand that I'm not saying isolate yourself from the people that believe and think differently than you. Because we are called to bring Jesus anywhere and everywhere, and the Holy Spirit will show up anywhere and everywhere. But what I am saying is if that's the only place you are engaging in community, and your goal is to grow spiritually in your relationship with Jesus, then you won't get as far as you want to go. See, we are meant to help each other grow. We are designed to grow in Christian community, and it's the growth that takes place there that compels. And equips us to reach others in our communities and in our other relationships. See, for the longest time, uh, I, I was this guy that said, "I don't need community. No, all I need is me." You know, I, I took that stance of pride. I don't need anyone else. I, I read my Bible. I, I pray. I, I do all the things that I need to grow, and and I did grow. But I actually got to this point where I, I hit a wall. I just feel like, man, I'm just, I'm not growing to where I want to be. Like, what is the deal? Turns out, God designed us for community. So we can only get so far on our own. We need other people alongside of us to help us and encourage us. And all we have to do is look at the garden to understand this. See, God created man, and then what did he say? It is not good for man to be alone. So then he created Eve because he knew that man needed a helpmate. God designed each and every single one of us to be in community to help each other grow because we are not made to do this life alone and especially this Christian walk alone. See there were a couple of scriptures that unlocked this for me where I was then like, "Oh, okay, I get it." James 5:16. Therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. See, if I was to grow, I needed a place where I could confess my struggles, the areas where I was falling short, uh, to know that there would be people around me to help lift me up, to encourage me, to to say, okay, I I see you're battling this. Well, here's what God says, and, you know, we're going to be praying for you. We're going to support you. We're going to help you to get on the path that you want to be on. And then romans 12 4 through 5 said for as in one body we have many members and the members do not all have the same function so we though are many are one body in christ and individually members one of another see the scripture show me we are simply better together see if i'm disconnected i am not nearly as effective as i am connected to others I am to be a member of a body. I'm not supposed to be a hand that's off disconnected from the body on its own program. The body does not function that way. And that hand will not function without the rest of the body will. So I knew it was so much better to be connected. Galatians 6.2. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. See, I could not bear everything that I had to face in life alone. And you can't either. And quite frankly, life is hard. But when we do it together, we're able to lift each other up. We're able to help carry the load, to encourage each other, to pray for each other, and to help get each other where we ultimately want to be. But here's the last thing, too. Community isn't just about your growth. See, as you mature, and just as the example of the trees shows us, your growth holds the nutrients for someone else's growth as well. And that brings me to my last point. We were made to help others grow. So we were made to grow. We were made to grow together. We were also made to help others grow. You know, I watched uh, this show on Netflix called QB1, and it just follows these uh, elite, high school quarterbacks in their last year of high school football as they go into college. Um, But there is this, it shows kinda just their entire season, but I I was so amazed uh, at this one group. They would wake up, uh, they would go off to camp, middle of July, they would all sleep in the same room, I mean, bed after bed after bed after bed, and a lot of high school boys, that could not be fun. Uh, The smell in that place alone, like whatever. But they would do that, and they would wake up at like four thirty, five 5 o'clock in the morning, every single morning, go out into the, the heat of July, and I think they were in Louisiana, so you know it was hot, and they would go, and they would work their tails off, and they would fight through the pain and, and the struggle of that, and they would do that twice a day, all the way up until the season started, and I was just thinking about that, and the team ended up, they went through the season, they went to the championship game, and This reality of like, man, those guys, I guarantee you when they were at that championship, they were thinking back to those days of just the grueling trials that they went through, the the things that they had to overcome, the obstacles, and to be able to stand in what they were working towards knowing that they needed the guy next to them in order to achieve that goal. They needed uh, the person playing next to them to also be on that same goal, on that same uh, wavelength, just uh, encouraging them and fighting for them so that they could achieve the goal together. And I feel like it's no different for us. See, we are each called to play a role on this team. See, we are each called to play a role within this body of believers to help each other achieve the goal of growing into the fullness and the stature of Christ like our scripture talks about. See, we are gifted, we are called, and we are grown in order to grow others. And God gives us different roles, different gifts, different testimonies, perspectives, personalities, and so on to help others, to help the entire body function at optimal level so that the body of Christ can grow in stature. But I'm afraid that sometimes if we are growing, we can become growth gluttons. You know, if we are growing and not giving, we can become gluttonous in that growth. See, we can grow in wisdom and and knowledge and understanding and experience and completely keep it to ourselves for our own benefit. But see, Jesus models something different for us. See, Jesus says that the more we grow, the lower we should become. See, we shouldn't grow into pride. We should actually grow into humility. See, we should be serving others instead of serving ourselves. You know, it's kind of like this idea, you know, my parents raised me to hopefully be a good parent one day to my kids so that I could then raise them to be good parents, to then raise up their kids to be good parents, and the cycle continues. It should look the same for each and every single one of us. We are to grow from infant to adulthood, but then we should also be then pouring into other infants to help them grow into adulthood so that they can then pour into other infants to help them grow into adulthood. See, we are to do the same within the context of our community. So maybe you've grown and matured, but you've stopped there. You know, maybe uh, you're just growing, but you're not growing others. And maybe it's time that you actually step out and become a small group leader to take the nutrients that you've been given to help grow others around you. Or maybe you need to find somebody that you can disciple. Or or maybe you need to, uh, to go and you really just need to start pouring into others, taking everything that you've given, that you've stored up, and find those that are truly needing it so that you can release it to really help them grow and thrive. So I'm going to call some of the band out. But I understand this. Community isn't perfect. And we can't expect community to be perfect because community is made of what? People. You know? And I know that it takes vulnerability to be a part of community. I know that it takes some attentionality and consistency. But I can tell you this, y'all. The world is craving community it's so visible everywhere and i wonder if they aren't finding it in the church because we aren't finding it ourselves i wonder if they don't see this as a viable community because we aren't demonstrating that to them see why would people believe that christian community is the source of support growth encouragement and joy that many of us are seeking because we're seeking it out other places now, I'm not saying that's true for everyone, but I do know how important it is and I'm desperate for every single one of us to grow in our faith because Jesus holds life and He holds life abundantly and we are called to mature and grow in this community and His community is the most vital vessel to do that and we are meant to grow together, but I wonder if some of us also just don't see the point of growing beyond the weekend service. Maybe we are just content with the promise of salvation. But you see, I want you to experience the fullness of the promises that come with that. I don't want you to be satisfied with getting nutrients from the trees of this world because they can't compare to the life-giving nutrients that are found in Jesus. See, growing is about being perfected each and every day. Just like our scripture says, that means that I'm growing in faith into the stature and the image of Jesus. And it's going to require me to stop and say, I want to be more like Jesus above anything else. And if I can't say that, then I have to ask myself, what have I put in his place? What have I made into the purpose of life? Because if it isn't Jesus, then I'm deceiving myself. And look, I am guilty of this. So many times I've had to ask Jesus for forgiveness because I put something else in my life and made it greater than him. So many times I've had to ask him for forgiveness because I was eating from the wrong trees in order to grow and nourish just to find that it stunted my growth. See, every day you have to make the decision to grow in him. But also make the decision to not do it alone. We need accountability. See, people we trust to call us out it, to love us, to, to know that they ultimately want what is best for us, that they want us to grow into the fullness of Jesus. And because life is hard, we can get through it. Because if we, if we do it together, we are able to overcome in ways. We're able to have somebody holding up our arms when it feels like we can't walk. When we have people in our corner when we have people praying for us. When we have people believing for us. We can make it through. We can grow. We need community. So don't do it alone. And maybe you need to make the decision today to help someone else, to lead others to grow and to engage in community by serving it. Make the decision today, whatever that looks like for you, to grow, just the decision to grow, to grow with others, the decision to get in community, or the decision to grow others, to pour out, to help lift up someone else from an infant into adulthood. Let's stand together. So usually the the closing of our time we do a worship song and, and I know that you sometimes think that maybe we just do a song to as a as a time filler, but really the reality is we do this to allow space, you've heard the message, really to just take some time, to take some moments to really invite Jesus and the Holy Spirit to just speak to you, to just say, okay, I've, I've heard this word, what does it mean for me? What does it mean for me today? What step do I need to take? What, what perspective do I need to take home? And so use this time. Just invite God to speak into it. Uh, don't let it go to waste, just, you know, Time will be there. Everything that you have to do when you leave here, it'll be there. But right now, don't rush out of these moments where his presence is here. Just seek him. Just invite him to to show you what you need to take away from this this morning.
1: I've carried a burden for too long on my own. I wasn't created to bear it alone. I hear your invitation to let it all go. I see. I'm late.
0: We just invite you, God. God, continue to work on our hearts. God, help us to grow into the fullness of the stature of you, Jesus. To not be content with where we're at, knowing, God, that there is further to go, but you've designed something beautiful for us to get there. And that's your body, God, with you at the head where each and every single one of us brings something to the table of community to help each other grow, to help us not do this alone. And so God, I pray that we discover that here this morning, that we take the steps that we need to take that you've led us to, God. And so God, I pray for every single person here, Father. I Also, just wanna pray right now, if you've never taken that step towards Jesus before, if you never discovered him as your Lord, as your savior, whatever that looks like for you this morning. I wanna give an opportunity for someone to experience salvation this morning. For you to make the decision to make Jesus your savior. It's it's simple, all you have to do is repeat this prayer and believe it with all your heart. For the word says if you believe in your heart, you confess with your mouth. And you will be forgiven of your sins. You become a new creation, and so I say, Jesus, I'm a sinner. God, I've made mistakes. I've been disobedient. I've done a lot of things wrong. But I believe that as I say I'm sorry, God, that as I ask for your forgiveness, right now in these moments, I say I'm sorry. I believe that as I ask for forgiveness, I believe that your shed blood on the cross covered all of my sins so that I am no longer bound to them. I am no longer bound to death and your resurrection is now given eternal life. I receive that. I believe that, Jesus. You are now my savior. I am now a new creation. From this day forward, I will follow you, Jesus. Lead me like only you can. And just as a symbol of that confession that you just made in your heart with no one looking around, with every eye closed, just lift your hand into the air onto a count of three, one, two, three, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I pray for that person. You know, maybe this morning you just wanna raise your hand and say, you know what? I need to grow. I need to engage in community. And I need to pour into others just as a sign of making that commitment with everyone, just not looking around, all eyes closed. You throw up your hand on count of three just to seal it. One, two, three. Amen. So if you raise your hand, I want to help you this morning. And all the other pastors do too. Come and visit me at the small group table. I'm going to leave this stage and I'm going to go right out there. Answer any question that you might have help you get plugged in any way that you need to be plugged in so that today is just another step forward in growing into the fullness of who he is and who he made you to be. Jesus, thank you for everything that's taken place here this morning, Father. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys so much for being here. We love each and every single one of you. We're praying for you. Come visit me at the small group table if you raised your hand for salvation. We would love to see you at the, it says, Accepted Jesus. Stop here. There's a pastor there. We'd love to talk to you. We love you guys. See you next weekend.